Have you ever felt that nagging sense of self-doubt? Those thoughts in your mind like, I can't do this, I'm not good enough, they don't like me, why would they listen to me? If you have, you are not alone. Self-doubt is as universal as happiness and sadness. It happens to every single one of us and we need to do something about it. Hi, I'm Rob from Success Unlocked, helping you to build a happier, more confident, fulfilled, motivated, and truly successful life, whatever success means to you. And in this week's episode, we're talking about the causes of self-doubt. What is it that makes us doubt our abilities in anything that we do in life? If that sounds like something that you need, then make sure that you smash like and hit the subscribe button because we're back here every single week with a brand new episode just like this. And if you start to understand what causes self-doubt, then quite frankly, you'll be able to do a much better job of tackling it and moving forward in your life. So let's start the show. This is Success Unlocked, where we uncover what it really takes to become the happiest, most confident, motivated, and truly fulfilled version of yourself with advice and inspiration to create your own extraordinary life. Whatever success means to you, it's waiting just around the corner. Yes, I am here every single week sharing tips, advice, ideas and inspiration to help regular people just like me and you to create a truly extraordinary life. Now, before we get into the episode, I would love to give you something totally for free. This is going to come up as we go through this episode, but I really believe the stories we tell ourselves and the beliefs that we hold about what we are or aren't good at or what we can and can't do or what we should or shouldn't do are a really big key that will either propel our lives forward or hold us back. And all too often, they're the negative ones, the ones that hold us back. These limiting beliefs stand in our way of achieving any of the big, powerful goals that we have. So it's essential that we get rid of them. That's why I have put together a worksheet to help you do specifically that, and I'd love you to download it free of charge. Just head over to successunlocked.com forward slash resources. You can grab that and some other awesome stuff from my free toolbox of personal development resources as well. You can get started with it in literally just the next few minutes. So on with the show. On a recent podcast episode, I talked about why self-confidence is so important, not just at the big moments in our life, but actually in our day-to-day lives. And I promised in that episode to dig deeper into the topic of self-doubt. And this is because self-doubt is something that every human being on the planet has experienced at one point or another. I guess it's that sadly familiar voice in your mind that's constantly asking questions like, are you sure you have what it takes? What makes you think you won't make the same mistake as last time? What makes you think they're going to listen to you or that person doesn't like you? The list goes on and on. And self-doubt is as universal as happiness and sadness. And by understanding it and where it comes from, that really is the first step towards overcoming it. So I want us to do a small exercise together. Take a moment and think back to a time, a time in your life where you felt that thoughts of self-doubt. They came flooding into your mind and think about what had happened and how that made you feel. Now, maybe you've been assigned some kind of responsibility of like coordinating a play at your kid's school or coaching a local sports team or undertaking a new project at work. And maybe the first thought that came to your mind was, 
what made them think I am the right person for this role? Which has a niggling self-doubt to it straight away. And then you start to panic about whether you're even capable of delivering on that. After all, who would want to let down the kids or the colleague or your boss? You end up getting so caught up in your mind that you end up spending every passing moment stressing over all of the little decisions that you need to make because you're picturing how things might go wrong. But then amid all of the worry, somehow you managed to pull through, the play turned out better than you expected, the project worked out well, and in that moment of relief, you kind of laugh over the unnecessary stressing. Would I be wrong to say that after all of that, you kind of didn't give much thought to that afterwards until the next important thing that you had to do, where suddenly people were counting on you again, that comes your way and you start the whole process all over again. Sound familiar? Well, you're not alone. Loads of people kind of go through these similar cycles of self-doubt every day. Sometimes, in the midst of all the worry and chaos, they barely get stuff done and can end up with less than desirable results. But once that experience is passed, it's forgotten, out of sight, out of mind. But the truth is, those doubts are never really out of the mind. They're just kind of lying low and they're waiting for the next thing that triggers them. And then you end up reliving the same emotions, the same doubt and fear through what seem to be different and unrelated experiences. And this just happens over and over again without figuring out how you get past it or overcome that what can be overwhelming self-doubt. So I really believe the first step to beating self-doubt is identifying what's causing it in the first place. And this means putting on your big girl pants or big boy pants and identifying what makes you feel like you don't have what it takes. So with this in mind, I'm now going to share with you five of what I believe to be the most common causes of self-doubt. And as you listen through, as I talk about each one, I want you to reflect and try and identify which of these might apply to you. And it might be more than one of them. Now, the first one is something you've probably heard of. It's the idea of perceived past failures or mistakes. I mean, let's face it, who hasn't been afraid of being ridiculed or judged for failing at something? We fear that if we've fallen once, we'll fall again, rather than seeing the last time we fell as an opportunity to learn and grow from that experience. Do you remember when you were a young kid learning how to ride a bike? For me personally, I was a little bit older than most kids when I first learned to ride a bike. But as a child, no matter how many times you fall off a bike, that never stopped you from getting back up, climbing back on and cycling again. Now, sure, you might have gone right, you know, run crying to your parents after you fell off, but you were happily back at it and trying again the next day. Now, admittedly, the failures we tend to experience later in life usually have a greater impact than the childhood disappointments, like a relationship ending or losing a job that can't be compared to falling off a bike or failing a kind of school maths test. But where the difference lies is in how good we are, or not good we are, at shaking it off and bouncing back. See, as we get older, we also fall in life. We make mistakes, we get disappointed. But unfortunately, we seem to have been robbed of that sense of adventure and the dare-to-believe attitude that we had as kids. We're no longer willing to just get back up and get back at it. So for lots of people, most failures or mistakes they've made in the past aren't really forgotten and they have this bearing on their mindset and self-esteem. These past experiences are lying in wait for a trigger and then suddenly all of those negative emotions come flooding back in. So most of the time, our self-doubt centres around some kind of previous failure, something that didn't go as expected. Maybe you put your best foot forward, but things didn't work out. Maybe for reasons that were totally outside of your control, but it leaves you wondering, why would I try again? Am I not just going to fail or repeat the same mistake? 
So as a result, when suddenly we've got a similar challenge, that fear of failure kicks in and you suddenly start to visualize all of the possible worst case scenarios. The truth is, past experiences do, in no small part, really shape the beliefs that we have today. And if you are to break free from the hold that these past shortcomings have on you, then you've got to make a very intentional and very conscious decision. But if you do it, it's going to be one of the most powerful things that you ever do. Start to let go of the things that went wrong in the past. Forgive yourself for them or forgive the other people who brought those experiences upon you so that you can move forward and start each new project and each new thing from a clean slate. Now, the second one is childhood upbringing, the experiences we have growing up. See, unfortunately, kids are quite often brought up without being taught how to develop sort of healthy ways of feeling good about themselves or dealing with any insecurities that we all have. Our childhood upbringing has a really significant impact on the mindset and our attitude later in life. See, as a kid, when our minds are most vulnerable and most accepting, all manners of ideas are fed into our minds by the people around us. And they can either empower you or in other instances, can leave you emotionally fragile and like having low confidence. This is especially true if you were ever in an environment of being kind of over-criticized or judged by teachers or parents or kids around you. See, when you tell a child or anyone, but particularly a child, enough times that they don't have what it takes or that they're not good enough, they'll really quickly start to believe you. And then these limiting beliefs become programmed into our subconscious mind and very slowly, they start to shape how we view ourselves. So because they're developed so early on in life, they often become deep-rooted and they last all the way into adulthood. So for example, if you grew up with particularly critical parents, or maybe parents who pressured you to behave a certain way, then you may find yourself oversensitive to how other people perceive you, and you suddenly become snappy or irritable or take everything too personally. This means if a situation needs you to be in front of people, suddenly all sorts of negative thoughts creep into your mind, like, I don't think they'll listen to me. Why would they listen to me? And these kind of negative thoughts erode your self-confidence and result in self-doubt, even though there's no logical reason for you to feel, feel that way. For example, many adults suffer from social anxiety, resulting in this kind of lack of confidence when you're in social settings like parties or family gatherings or interviews or on dates because you feel like you don't belong or you're not very interesting or just not good enough. And quite often this can be attributed to being bullied or excluded from a group of friends in school. But these childhood experiences continue to affect our confidence negatively as adults. Another example is the fear of singing in public. I mean, don't know about you, you might be a fantastic singer, but the thought of singing in front of people scares the hell out of you because somebody once ridiculed your singing when you were young. And even though you've got the skills to do it, you don't have the confidence to do it in front of an audience. So our childhood experiences massively affect us in all manner of ways many years down the line. And if you take a moment to reflect on it, you might just find some of your self-doubts can be traced all the way back to experiences you had as a kid. And if they do, then one of the most positive things you need to focus on is stepping away from those memories, again starting to forgive yourself and let go of the past. The next cause of self-doubt is what I call the comparison trap. How many times have you measured your success against the performance and the results of others. Like, it's not really about how good you are, but how good you are in comparison to others at school, at work, at home, all around you. It's really a non-stop comparison to see who is better, whatever better means. And then there's social media. 
I mean, it's the perfect tool for us to constantly compare our success to the success of others. It's so easy to have all of our focus on others and what they're doing, so much so that we spend little time appreciating our own wins and our own successes. Because we see this really narrow and distorted slice of reality. It gets displayed on social media and truthfully, it's almost perfectly constructed to make you feel deficient and discouraged. So most of us are really guilty of observing the good life, the good life that other people are having and then judging our own against that. But this constant comparison and this constant measuring of your life against other people's is one of the most damaging things you can do. It affects all areas of our lives, from our relationships to our careers and everything in between. It's not unheard of for spouses to gauge their success with their boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife purely based on how their friends or the people they look at on social media are treating their partners. And with such an unpredictable way of measuring success or progress, it's no wonder that we doubt ourselves so much. Now, with all of that said, there is a good way to compare yourself to others, a healthy way of doing it. For example, if you look at somebody that you really idolize or admire, it can inspire you towards self-improvement and learning to be more like them. Unfortunately, this is rarely the case. Normally, our comparison with others comes from a place of self-criticism. You look at someone else's achievements and fail to achieve that you might be at different stages in your journey. Maybe they have more experience and have had more time to kind of figure stuff out. My point is, Often, our comparison with others comes from a sort of place of insufficient information. We don't have the full picture of their life. We don't know where they came from. We don't know what their background is. We don't know what shortcuts they've had. We don't know what advantages they've had. And we don't know, truthfully, when you look outside of the immediate picture, are they really as happy and successful as they appear to be? So as a result, it becomes so easy to lose focus and wallow in self-pity, feeling insufficient. So we need to stop comparing ourselves to others, unless what we're trying to do is draw inspiration as to how we can take step forward towards our view of success. On to the next cause of self-doubt, the fear of success. Now, of all the challenges in life that people are faced with, fear of success might sound strange, especially because we live in a culture that idealizes success, whatever that is. And the fear of success is actually very real and very common. See, most people think that failure is their biggest fear, and it might look and feel that way. But in reality, a bigger fear for a lot of people is the fear of success. And success is fundamentally frightening because it comes with responsibilities and expectations, not least of which is the expectation that success will continue. See, in reality, what people are usually afraid of is not the success itself, but the consequences of getting somewhere in life. I mean, for example, let's say you get a big promotion at work or a big new client for your small business. Now you've suddenly got this big cash influx in your life, which is something you've desired for a really long time. You can buy nicer clothes, maybe even get a new car, go on better holidays. And you're also in a better position to support your family and loved ones. And your friends and family keep congratulating you for being you know, successful and achieving this goal. But with that, it brings all sorts of new worries. I mean, when you succeed at anything, you raise the bar. Other people start to expect more from you. And that puts pressure on. They hold you accountable for higher levels of success. Now that you've got a better lifestyle and more responsibilities, will you be able to maintain it? It brings up questions in your mind, like whether you can live up to people's new expectations of you. And you realize that observing and admiring the success of others is very different from experiencing it in your own life. Now, with this situation, loads of people are left with a plaguing fear that they're going to be found out, that in reality, the success they had was kind of the result of a fluke or luck. 
Have you ever felt like you just don't belong? Like friends or colleagues might discover you're a fraud and you don't actually deserve your accomplishments? Well, none of that is really true. So the next time an opportunity comes your way, I don't want you to talk yourself out of it. I want you to prove to yourself that you have what it takes and beat that self-doubt. Because all of that self-doubt is just going to be due to the fear of consequences of success. And whatever it is, if you got it, you got it because you deserve it. So absolutely embrace it and take it and realize every single day in your new successful life is just another step in your journey. It's going to have ups and downs. It's going to have trials and tribulations, but you'll come out of the other side of it stronger than ever before. And the people who really matter will be there for you throughout. On to our fifth and final cause of self-doubt, and that is change. See, as humans, we naturally love routine and we tend to fear and we tend to move away from anything that is unknown or potentially outside of our control. See, our brains love to be in control. We're all control freaks underneath. They thrive on predictability and routine. That's what our mind likes. So it's kind of normal to get too comfortable in our comfort zones and then we start to resist the new challenge. The problem with that, though, is that change is the only constant in life. Everything around us is changing. Our relationships, our careers, ourselves, our thoughts, our feelings. And at some point, you'll start a new job or a new relationship or move to a new place. And these changes in life are inevitable, but it's how we face them that makes all of the difference. Often, our fear of change is based on the stories that we tell ourselves, both real ones and imagined ones. But we fear change because well, we can't predict the outcome of that thing. When you're meeting a new person or you're taking a new job or moving to somewhere new, you can't possibly know everything about it. And that unpredictability can breed self-doubt. Your mind tells you that because you can't predict what's going to happen, what makes you think you have what it takes to get a favorable outcome from that thing or that you're going to be happy. And now that you've started to doubt yourself, your mind is stuck musing over the different what-if scenarios and the things that you don't feel prepared for. But the truth is, there's really no possible way that you can know everything that's going to happen after you take any big change in life. I mean, sure, we can prepare for it, but there will always be unknowns. Also, chances are, when you try something new, you may just not be as good at it as you'd like to be at first, because that takes time and trial and effort. So what you've got to realize is that change brings opportunity and opportunity for sure can be scary, but it also gives you the opportunity to excel. And just as you may not know what is going to be around the corner and that could result in some bad and scary things, it could also result in some incredible things. And if you just start to focus on those, then you're much more likely to bring them into your life. So there we have it, five major causes of self-doubt in our mind. Now, are these the only reasons why people doubt themselves? No, of course they're not. The ones I've shared with you today are some of the most common ones, though. Just to recap, that includes our past failures, our upbringing, the trap of comparison, fear of success, and our natural resistance to change. Now, while they may not describe you and your circumstances perfectly, this should give you a good idea as to where your self-doubt is coming from. What is it that's making you question yourself. When you've got that information, you can start to work towards silencing that self-doubt and listening to your confident voice instead. 
Now, if you want to check out full notes from this episode and links to the resources mentioned, then just head over to successunlocked.com forward slash causes. That's successunlocked.com forward slash causes. And finally, before you go, if you've enjoyed this episode, then make sure to leave a review on your favorite podcast player or wherever you happen to be listening to this right now. A five-star review and a few nice words goes a really long way towards helping more people get the benefit of this content. Also, share the link to this episode directly on social media and make sure to subscribe because I'm back here with brand new content-packed episodes like this every single week. And I know you've got a busy life and I'd hate for you to miss out on it. Smash that subscribe button and I'll see you the same time, the same place next week here for Success Unlocked.